KISS PR Brand Story Podcast. Amplify your stories by getting you featured in large news outlets like Associated Press, Yahoo News, Fox, NBC, ABC News Affiliates, over 500 news sites submitted to Bloomberg, journalists, bloggers, and now the podcast. Feature story is... Once again, we are on the Subject Matter Expert Podcast, and today we have a great treat for you. We are going to discuss a topic that's on the burning newsstands these days, and I have an expert that is going to help us guide and navigate on the topic. My guest today, I'll give you the intro, but before I do that, there's a law that we are discussing is called Roe versus Wade which was a landmark decision of the U.S. Supreme Court in which the court ruled that Constitution of the United States protect a pregnant woman liberty to choose to have abortion without excessive government restriction. But that is changing. So for that matter, I have a subject matter expert. Her name is Amani uh, Wells, and she's an expert. She's a civil rights activist, a thought leader, in the political space with a wealth of knowledge. Mani is also an operations director for the political strategy firm, Soul Strategist. And as a thought leader, she has been featured by many podcasts and news shows like Fox Soul, Diamond and South Chit Chat and many others. I have the great pleasure of having her today. So let's introduce Mani and get to know her. How are you? Hi, everyone. I'm doing good today. How about yourself? I'm good. Thank you. And she is from the same town as I am, Dallas, Texas. So we have Texans today in, in the wheelhouse. So tell us a little bit about you. Mm-hmm. And once we get to know you, then we are going to talk about the topic. Yeah. Um, so I am born and raised in Dallas, Texas. I went to the University of North Texas, where I got my bachelor's in marketing. And then I went back and got my master's in political journalism. Um, and ever since then, or ever since my college days, I really became much more politically aware and activated, um, probably for about 10 years now. And I always wanted to figure out if there was a way that I could have um, my hand in the political space, um, not necessarily being a politician, because I just do not want to have to personally run for office, but I definitely wanted to find a way to have influence in the space and try to move the conversation and the party further to the left um, as I am a progressive. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Very nice. Mm-hmm. From marketing to political science, such a big shift, and you don't want <laughs> to become a politician. Great. No. So, Amani, so, today you're going to discuss the topic on the fragility of women and especially dig deeper in the Roe versus Wade, which I defined. So tell us, why do you feel right now that we are getting back into the women's fragility rights and, uh, you know, the Roe versus Wade, which is, yeah. is uh, there was a recent decision mm-hmm. in Idaho uh, that, so tell us about that. Yeah, so we are definitely living in some very scary and spooky times. 
um, in my opinion. So as you all know, from Dallas, Texas, and Texas is kind of the innovator in figuring out a way to go around Roe v. Wade. Um, And they did it with their um, implementation of the heartbeat bill that went into effect this past September um, to where women who are six weeks pregnant and beyond can no longer have an abortion. And how they're able to skirt the lines of Roe v. Wade is not allowing the government per se or the law as far as police officers and um, anybody who can hold that type of civil legal power. They're not the ones who are punishing people for having abortions. They are doing it in a way that anyone who knows about an abortion that a woman has had um, has the rights to personally sue that woman or anyone who aided in her abortion, whether that was the taxi driver that drove her to the appointment, the nurse at the clinic, the anesthesiologist who put her under or whatever the case is. Um, And that's how they're kind of able to go around the quote, uh, human rights or the civil rights of the situation, because, I mean, it definitely is still a civil rights violation, but they're able to kind of fly under the radar because there's no prison or um, there's no ramifications like that. But it's pretty much made um, abortion effectively null and void because in order for the hospitals and the abortion and the women's health care providers to be able to do the abortions, they have to still be able to run their business. And with the threat of being sued by any and everyone who's aware of the situation, it's pretty much shut down the abortion clinics in Texas. And um, Idaho has recently done their own copycat bill of this one, which is now hindering a lot of women's health and their access to abortion. So how do you come around, uh, you work for Soul Strategies. Do you get mm-hmm. these women calling, complaining? How are they solving this problem? Because if they're using the law against it, uh, yeah. you know, and these women, obviously, it's not safe for them to bear a baby if they don't want to. Right. You know, how, how do they overcome this problem? Because, you know... Uh, it's total somebody's right to do what they want. And sometimes pregnancy happens because of, you know, some wrongdoings and it's unfair, right. in my opinion, mm-hmm. punish a woman to bear a child when it was not even her desire or the fault. So let's get into that. So tell me yeah. how, how this can be solved and the health mm-hmm. implication to the women. Definitely. Um, Unfortunately, we just have a lot of elected officials who do not care about women's personal choices and they want to dictate, you know, not only what happens in their districts and what happens legislatively as far as um, things that have nothing to to do with them. They want to take this the same level of legal authority to a woman's womb. And that's just not fair. And I believe a lot of reasons why this happens is a lot of people bring their personal and religious and moral beliefs into um, their roles as politicians. And, you know, sometimes that can be a good thing, but we don't always agree, right? So there are certain things that we should leave up to the individual person. And there are certain things that we just shouldn't legislate on Um, or we should legislate that the position is the freedom of that individual. So we have a lot of people in office who want to control women, quite frankly. Um, And 
A lot of it, I believe, is showmanship because, as we know, a lot of these politicians who have implemented, you know, similar laws as these have been with women who have had an abortion, who have ma- they've made a mistress have an abortion or whatever the case yeah. is. So mm-hmm. they just like it doesn't apply to them, but they would like for it to apply to the people um, in their districts and in their states just because it looks good for them on the right politically. So I believe a way to um, or really the only way to overturn this is for one, the Supreme Court to take a stance on it, which sadly they ruled that these things aren't unconstitutional just because of how fragile the legalese is in Roe v. Wade. So one way that we can do is do a federal level um, protection of Roe v. Wade and clean up the language in the original ruling or add some you know, amendments to the original ruling. So where um, it's protected not only from a governmental standpoint, but there will be no ramifications in any matter, civil or criminal, um, for women taking abortion. So we have to seal Roe v. Wade tight um, and make sure that there are no loopholes like the civil uh, loophole that they have. Um, and the other way we can do it is to elect more um, leaders who aren't interested in legislating women's bodies. So the more we have uh, leaders who want to protect women's rights and want to uphold um, civil rights, then the less we'll see bills like this uh, coming about. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I feel that one thing I've learned is that there's a difference between justice and law, and they are just yeah. using the law in a different way. And obviously, there's no justice. Mm-hmm. The voice needs to be increased so that this is done the right way. Let's talk about the health implication that are yeah. happening to these women that are going beyond the six weeks, and now you know they are unable to do that. Can you go into some personal stories? Let me not mm-hmm. mention names. What kind of people are you getting and what is the cause of this? What is the causation? Yeah, um, it's really dangerous to have laws like this because there are things such as atopic pregnancies that can happen in women to where the only res- the only thing you can do is to abort the fetus in order to protect your own life. So when we're having these arguments um, and we bring, you know, the health of that woman into question, are we valuing the life of an unborn fetus over the life of a living and breathing adult woman? And that's where it starts to get sticky, right? Because in the Idaho bill, they don't have a they don't have a loophole for particular situations like that. Like they're literally saying, even if it costs you your life, we must quote, protect a life. Um, and that's where I feel like the argument is really just becoming for show. And it's it's not a genuine argument, right? Because if we're concerned about life at quote, all stages, then wouldn't it make more sense to have an abortion to save a grown woman's life than to possibly kill her by bringing the baby to term? Um, These are conversations that, you know, people need to have when thinking about implementing um, laws like this. And then on the other hand, there are people who don't want to have abortions for economic reasons. I mean, who want to have abortions for economic reasons. So they may be in a position to where they're in school and they are or they're low income or they know that they are not mature enough to have a child or they know that they are not financially secure enough to have a child. Um, So I think we should just not so much focus on the reasons of why people are having abortions and just leave that totally up to them because the simplest reason is frankly that person just don't want to have a child and that's enough of a reason for for me and it should be enough of a reason for anyone else correct Mm -hmm. i think the doctors uh so as you were telling me 
if a woman becomes pregnant let's say she wants to have a child she wants to right mm-hmm. goes to the doctor and the doctor says no i think you are too old and this mm-hmm. child will have consequences because of some genetic problem mm-hmm. so let's abort this child because it might have some kind of syndrome mm-hmm. at that time the doctor decides to abort it because mm-hmm. you know it thinks it's not good so they can do that yet you know they cannot do the other way so it's right. it's it's very strange so very. what do you think what is the uh, what is america thinking like what mm-hmm. is the long term effect since you live in texas start from texas yeah. what do you think texas can do mm-hmm. because our governor is is a very uh, funny character so yeah, uh, he is. <laughs> what, what can we do like um in texas we can support beto o'rourke in november to get greg abbott out of here because texas is such an interesting place and you live here so you know we are so on the verge of becoming blue it's not even funny <laughs> like we have a lot of people who are much more politically uh, progressive in this country we have a lot of minorities uh, not in this country in this state we have a lot of minorities here and we have a lot of huge metropolitan areas such as houston dallas san antonio austin that are heavily populated and heavily um democratic or even far left and progressive. So it's only going to take um it, the pendulum is swinging, you know, and with the right candidate um primarying some of these people who are in power who uh, violate civil rights, we may be able to have a chance to get rid of some of these people and change things back to normalcy. Um which is the first step, but I believe that we can do even better than that and get some more progressive and some change uh going on in Texas. So definitely vote in November. It's so, so important. Vote for your attorney general, vote for the governor, vote for all of these, even the smaller seats that you don't realize are important, like city council seat, house senate seats, state senate seats, um, things like that. Um, you may not think are big positions, but they're the people who legislated the heartbeat bill in the first place. So just being more politically active and knowing what's going on locally can have a big impact on how some of these laws uh, end up being developed. Uh, that that is very good. We will uh, amplify this, this message, especially for Texas being both of us in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, let's go into your company, right? Soul Strength. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that because we haven't really covered what what do they do you work with them you are one of their operations director is this like a texas company um it's not a texas company i and a couple of my other people uh, on my team live in texas but we're actually a national company so we do a lot of business in new york over in the east coast uh the midwest down south in texas and georgia and florida really all over the country and our goal is to find um democrats all across the country um the most progressive people in the races and help them win their seats through uh, hands-on campaigning work. So we will come on board and execute their digital strategy by taking over the social media pages and posting and creating content and creating branding and graphics, or we'll personally help them fundraise with our call time managers that'll meet with the candidates and dial for dollars with them, or mm-hmm. our field staff who go around and actually knock doors for um, a lot of these candidates. And we have a press and endorsements team that um, works as the candidate candidate's publicist and gets them published as often as possible. So we pretty much come into the campaign and operate like like the campaigners there. You know, we become a team with them and we try to see them off to victory as often as we can. 
Well, it's a great time. We have Democratic president. Yeah. Uh, so this this is perfect timing, and uh, we should work on these initiatives and help make uh, America really what America was before. So right. I really appreciate your coming on the show. Any key takeaways that you want to leave, including how can they find you and um, more about yourself so they can you know search for you? For sure. Yes, you can find us at soul-strategies.com. Um, we're Soul Strategies on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you want to follow my personal socials, just follow me on Twitter and Instagram at that's Amani Wells. So T-H-A-T-S Amani Wells. Thank you, Amani Wells. Uh, on the Subject Matter Expert Podcast, hope to see you many, many more times. Thanks for having us. Yes, I'd love to come back. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for listening to our Brand Story podcast powered by KISS PR Brand Story. Want to get featured on a story like this? Visit story.kisspr.com.